This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Good afternoon, America. How are you today? I am... Talking to you today from Dallas, Texas. If you listened to me last week, you'll know I'm a bit happier today because I'm in Dallas. It's a lot warmer, and I'm not freezing my butt off like I was in New York last week. I hope you're having a truly blessed Saturday. And I look forward to uh, talking today with you with some big issues. Because I'm going to be honest, America. If you've listened to this show for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, or you've seen me, this week I had the incredible honour of being on a couple of radio shows including Glenn Beck and uh, Doc and Skip on The Blaze and I just love spreading the message of freedom but I need your help I need your help to start focusing on the real issues one thing that upsets me greatly is there are so many issues facing your nation right here right now and yet the media spin and, and some of the talking heads in the media and, and the leeches on, of the political class in D.C. and the people on the street are talking about issues that are quite honestly irrelevant. Last week I spoke to you about some of those issues. This week again, you, the big issue is look at the stock market and look at the price of oil at a 12-year low. It's at $27 a barrel. That's incredible. That's frightening. But I've been watching the media, and because I'm actually in, at, in stateside at the minute, I get all the, the media that you get, not just the, the small bits in Ireland. And I'm amazed at the talking heads. I'm actually quite honestly amazed that certain news broadcasters are in business that anyone watches. Because there's so much discussion of who can win, who can lose, how, how are they going to do in the general election, how are they going to do, and you have everyone going, I like Bernie, I like Jeb Bush, I like Ted Cruz, I like Ben Carson, and it's all opinion and no facts and no substance. But for the whole week, a couple of weeks ago it was the Berter nonsense. This week we have another phony issue. New York values. Now I'm not here to talk politics or I'm not here to defend Ted Cruz, that's his job. And I'm certainly not here to tell you who to vote for. But honest question, principled question. When someone like Ted Cruz or anyone else defends New York or attacks New York City values, 
Who is thinking 9-11? I was just in New York. I know what New York City values are, whether you like them or not. It isn't about 9-11. New York City values? Pro-choice. Pro-gay marriage. Pro-big government. This is the same state that elected a mayor that said, you can't have a big gulp. That said, you know what, we need to ban salt from the tables. You have to ask for salt if you want it. These are some of the New York City values. Now, you can like them, you can dislike them. But I don't think of 9-11. It's troubling me that there are folks who call themselves conservatives on the right-hand side who are now using the playbook of the left. Where all substance goes out the window. If I'm defending myself or I'm trying to attack you, no substance, no facts, just pure spin and emotion. I long for the days that that used to equal, well, if you have to answer an argument based on principles of New York values with emotion, you've lost the argument. New York City, without a doubt, is one of the greatest cities in the world, and I think it is the greatest. I love it. I, I love visiting New York. But I can only stay for three or four days at a time. I couldn't live there. Because their politics and their people, sadly, are following places that I know well. Ireland and Europe. They've succumbed to the Leviathan. They've given up on any hopes of freedom. They've fallen into the trap that says, there's a box, and you have to put yourself in that box. And if the government says it's bigger, it's bigger. And if the government says it's smaller, it's smaller. And they've seemed to have lost that sense of freedom. Now I could go on and on and talk to you for the rest of this hour very easily about New York values and the attack on Ted Cruz and on Donald Trump. But I don't want to. I ask you today, where's your focus? Is your focus on New York values or a small issue? Or is your focus on a bigger issue? Because I want to talk to you today about a really, really big issue. An issue that I don't know how I'm going to, quite honestly, I don't know how I'm going to talk to you about without crying. And that issue is Benghazi. I went to see the movie 13 Hours while I was in Dallas. And I'm going to give you some thoughts on it because it's a really powerful movie, but there are lessons for us to learn in there. But before I get there, and before I talk to you about that movie I want to bring it back and remind you of something I think your country needs to do I think your country needs to find your why I did a show last year it's, if you look in the podcast on, on, on iTunes or SoundCloud it was America find your why but for those that might have missed it I just want to repeat the, the, the bullet points for you really quickly most people know what they do and how they do it. Most people don't know why they do things. And that's a theory based on by Simon Sinek. It's the golden circle. 
the theory of why. And he speaks about businesses. I equate that to politics and I say, most people have lost their why. They've made their why an election result. Thatcher once famously said, first you win the argument, then you win the election. What arguments have we won as a grassroots? Honestly, what is the last argument? I'm watching with great dismay of candidates on all sides. and like They're talking about an issue. And again, I'm not attacking or defending these two people. But Ted Cruz is, or Donald Trump is attacking Ted Cruz and saying he needs to get with the program on ethanol. Now, I'm sorry. How many conservatives can make a principled argument of why ethanol is not good? Okay, you can't make the principled argument. Let's give me the market success rate of it. Is it a commercial success or failure? We need to win the arguments. If we can't win a simple, small argument, like why ethanol is not a good thing, then how the hell can we have a deeper, more meaningful, harder discussion like about things like Benghazi and the debt? We need to win the argument and stop focusing all the time on elections. Because the fruits are there to see for everyone. So many today, and I'm not judging because it's easy to do, have fallen for winning the election. And I ask you, not in a principled way, but in a success way, where has that gotten you, America? Most of my listeners, I'm guessing, will be Republicans and Conservatives. 28. 2008, Barack Obama is elected. Democrats have the House and the Senate. What were the arguments? We just need control of the House. You got it in 2010, the big Tea Party wave election. What changed? Nothing. Then it was, we just need the Senate. In 2014, you got it. What changed? Nothing. And now the argument is, we just need the White House. Just get me my guy. Just get my guy in there. My guy or girl. If you get your guy and girl in there, there's a great chance that if you just focus on election results, nothing will change. We need to help, and I need to help America more, find your why. Your why isn't an election result or who's in power or who's in the White House. I'll give you some of your whys historically. All men are created equal. That's a why. That's something you believe. Acknowledging God that they have certain God-given enabled rights. That's a why. The First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of association. They're wise. Second Amendment, gun con- uh, right to bear arms, the right to defend yourself. That's a why. The Tenth Amendment, federalism, states' rights. That's a why. The expansion out west. That's another why. Going to the moon. That's a big why. Ending slavery. Civil rights issues, they're all whys. Your country was built on whys. I say this all the time, but your Declaration of Independence is truly a remarkable document to someone like me. Especially in the world we live in, 
where each and every person you walk down the street will tell you all their grievances. It's so easy to tell and complain to you about, oh, I'm hard done by and this person has screwed me over and, and this person has not treated me right. It's easy to tell about your grievances. Your founder said, oh, I got 27 grievances. I got lots of grievances against the king. But first I'm going to tell you my why. And that's exactly what they did. I've got to take a quick break, America. I'm going to start talking about Benghazi and a why that I think Democrat, Republican and everyone in between can agree on. I'll be right back. Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn. On the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. At Freedom Disciple. Hit me up, give me a message, give me a tweet. Tell me where you think I'm right or where you think I'm wrong, and let's have a debate. So I was talking to you in the first section about finding your why and about focusing on the real issues. So when I think of America as an outsider, there are many monikers America has. Land of the free, home of the brave, shining city on a hill. These are all things that you need to question and say, do you really want America to still be this? I still believe as an outsider, you are the shining city on a hill. But I believe it not because of politicians, not because of media, not because of who's in the White House. I believe it because of your people. You know, if I wanted to, and I, I was just listening to the media and, and the politicians, and I did nothing else, I'd believe America was over. I'd just go, give up. It's pointless. However, prior to this week, engaging on social media, talking to you, doing this show, been around people, talking to them on the phone, and then this last couple of weeks where I've had the honor of going out and speaking and engaging with people on the ground, America's not over. It's so refreshing for someone like me to be able to go in and, and to see hot community halls and speak before a group of someone as young as 14 and all the way up to about 80. Different colors, different ages, different religions different backgrounds, different jobs but they get 
the, they have one thing in common that is the American dream they truly get it on the grassroots where I've seen and where I've been over the last couple of weeks that is why your country is not over your country is great because your people do amazing things I want to talk to you about another why a why that we all should be able to agree on I don't care what age you are what your background is what your religion is I'll even use language of the left I don't care what class you belong to and that why is very simple you never ever leave a man behind this should transcend politics and political parties it should overcome any differences of who you voted for in the last election or what party you voted for or what issue you stand for if you can't come together as a country and say we're not ever going to leave a man behind then what can you agree on the reason I bring up this as a why because I want to talk to you today about the Benghazi movie I have many thoughts on it and I want to share some of them with you the first thing is you get into the the studio and or the cinema and you, when you're about to watch it and you kind of I was anyway I don't know whether others have shared a similar experience but you're walking into the cinema very apprehensive because you know what you're going to watch is going to kill you it's going to it's really going to hurt your soul so you're sitting there and then you're watching the previews and all these new movies coming out and then the movie starts and the first thing that hits you is this is a true story not based on a true story not in a world far far away this is a true story and I'm, for those who haven't seen it I'm not going to ruin it for you I'm not going to give you the, the details of the movie but I will share some of these thoughts with you and if some of the thoughts ruin the movie for you I sincerely apologise I've tried to keep everything down to a, a small bit because I know the movie's only recently out the first thing is I've read quite a bit about the Benghazi hearings I've investigated it's it's my job um to be educated but watching the movie you really don't it wasn't what I visualized it was totally different it wasn't I don't know whether it's just a case of the acting and just when things go into your mind if if I say something to you it goes into your mind one way if I say it to someone else it could go in another way it's just the way we process things it's based on our experiences but the story the pain the, the suffering the anguish on those heroes faces was evident you could really feel after the the event how tired and drained emotionally they were 
because it must have been a horrible, horrible night. The the threat, the constant barrage of attacks. Because that was one thing I learned. It wasn't just, maybe it's me and I just read it wrong or I didn't do it right, but from reading what I read about Benghazi, you kind of get the impression, or I did anyway, that it was one sustained attack. It was like one 13-hour battle. It wasn't. It was a wave of attack after another wave, after another wave. If an after another wave, we don't. Maybe it's just again. Maybe it is me that I just didn't get it. I'm not smart enough to comprehend. But there is a difference between the movie and what I read. The second thing, and the line that hit me most, it it, it sent me off in the theater. I was crying my eyes out through most through a good bit of it. But the line that hit me the most that really really killed me was after the whole thing is over. The whole skirmish is over. They're at the airport in Libya. And the first plane has left with all the workers and on the, the floor staff of of the embassy. And all that's left is the soldiers. And you see this picture and it's The picture in itself is incredibly moving. You see the, the tarmac of the airport where the planes land and take off. And you see our, the dead Americans with a sheet wrapped over them. And I'm not blaming anyone involved, but because it just looked so wrong. It looked wrong to me because I think we need to treat our dead with better respect. Now I don't hold anyone at the at the situation who was there on the ground responsible. I've no doubt they did the best they could. But there should have been help. But the line that truly got me was as they're standing on the tarmac they're waiting for the plane to come and collect them and they see this plane in the distance and it lands and it's coming towards them and it's clearly for them they just one of them turns to the rest and says Libyan transport even now Americans don't come for us now I'm paraphrasing that's not an exact quote even to the debt even after the whole skirmish, the whole issue, finding they'd got to the airport, the American government still hadn't got the common decency, the very humanity. This isn't about politics or parties. This is about your humanity. Did not have the decency to send an American transport plane. This troubled me so much. This killed me. It killed me because I see so, so much potential in your country and your people. 
I, I say it all the time because I truly believe it. I truly believe your best days are ahead of you. But if you keep acting the way you're acting, focusing on phony issues, and this is the way you treat your heroes, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, just maybe, you're over. Because you can always restart a country. You can always restart a government. It's tough, but it's, it's, it's done. You can always rewrite a Declaration of Independence. It won't be as good as the first, but it can be done. I don't think you can restart your soul. I might be wrong on that. When you lose your humanity, you lose such a part of you that not only is connected to God, but it's your very soul. I don't think it's too late. I think many still have their soul intact, but it's tough. I gotta take another quick break, America. I got some more thoughts on the Benghazi movie that I want to share with you right after this break. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh. And of course, Planned Parenthood, uh, the abortion retailer, applauded Scandal for an ABC and uh, the creator of the show, Shonda Rhimes, for, you know, openly promoting baby killing on network television. This was just a, you know, product placement for Planned Parenthood for an hour straight. But remember, this is open advocacy of child murder on a major network. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. versus freebies this is freedom's disciple with jonathan dunn on the blaze radio network thank you so much for sticking with me america i want to wrap up today's show just by finishing off some benghazi talks truly we need to ask ourselves some serious serious questions we need to ask ourselves to our very core what do we believe in and what are we willing to stand for Benghazi is one of the worst days in American history and what makes it even worse is that it's pretty much through media and politicians they made a joke a laughing stock you know there's a scene in it that sadly sums up America today for so many people ask me privately sometimes why do I always finish the show off with I salute the police the firefighters, the emergency personnel and the military because I think firstly it's my way of saluting real heroes 
it's a personal thing secondly I was brought up to say thank you but that's just my character thirdly I do it because it's sorely lacking in society a respect a love an understanding of true heroes who put it all on the line day in day out there's a scene in the Benghazi movie and it's with the the head of the the annex the theme the field team leader and the way he treats the military the personnel through the whole movie it's kind of like how many not all treat the police and the firefighters and the emergency personnel and their vets he didn't want them there he told them to get in their place he called them jarheads and he said you just go work out you just don't understand how we work in the field throughout the whole movie he viewed those heroes as unnecessary brutes who only got in the way and it's evident when you go see the movie you'll know exactly who I'm talking about and then at the end when he's boarding the plane the first plane to get out of there he has the audacity to turn around to those heroes and say I'm glad I know Americans like you and in that exchange I saw a big spotlight on the society today and this isn't about politics this is about how your people act and how we need to change hearts and minds it's it's okay to diss the police it's okay to say pigs in a blanket it's, to some it's even cool to some it's okay to say ah yeah screw a vet the VA isn't a problem closing the World War 2 memorials ah that's just fine to some I just don't get why people call them heroes yeah when push comes to shove when bad times come guess who's always the first to answer that call Who is always the first person to answer that call and help you? And not only the first person to answer that call and always help you, but they help people who spit on them, assault them verbally, show them disrespect, throw things at them, or just don't like them, and make it obvious they'll help them too in a funny way some of the police and firefighters and emergency personnel are better Christians than I am and better Christians than many other people I know because I I can only speak for myself if I saw someone 
who had insulted me and had said dreadful things and maybe thrown a few missiles at me. Uh, yeah, you know, I probably would still help them. I'd like to think I would, but I'm, I can't lie. There'd be a thought in the back of my head going, am I going to run into a burning building to help you? I know there'd be a thought in the back of my head that would say, nah, don't bother. These don't hesitate. They serve and protect. We are at a point where, and I believe, your people will solve all these problems. Using American terminology, one of the biggest differences between the left and the right, so-called, is the left think they can change society through rules, regulations and legislation. The right, or at least they used to, believed in changing hearts and minds. You can't regulate and legislate morality. You can't make people just do right and wrong through rules. But you can change their hearts and minds. With regards to respect for the police, the firefighters, the emergency personnel and the vets... We can't, there is no law that you can pass that can fix these problems. There's no law or legislation that, even if it was written by Barack Obama himself with his pen and his phone, that would get to a point that would have harmony between the police and some minority neighborhoods. That change comes from winning hearts and minds and stripping it all back and understanding all you have is two individuals. This is how we overcome. This is how we quote unquote win. We need to win the arguments. We need to win the message. Because light will always overcome dark. Love will always overcome hate. And freedom will always overcome tyranny if we believe in it. There is no stronger message than freedom. There is no stronger message than freedom and love. And if you need the proof of freedom, even Karl Marx himself, the great Marxist, talked about freedom. Now it was a perverted kind of freedom because it was about freedom from the bourgeoisie. But it was freedom in his eyes. You know you're doing something right when the people you despise the most share some of the principles with you. That shows you how powerful the message is. Because even he understood that people don't want to live under tyranny, they want to be free. So he changed his message to incorporate that freedom. That is a powerful message. Take hope from that. Freedom can and God willing will win this war. I believe we are at a why. I've said this many times. I believe we are at a why in the road. There is no middle ground anymore. There is no average. There is no center moderate. We're at the tip of the why. We will either 
fall and succumb to the Leviathan, to utopia, to the state, and live under tyranny for a very, very long time. Or we will choose another path, an optimistic path, a free path, a path where we acknowledge God, where we acknowledge that certain rights come from God and that are sacred. Where we talk about the rights of the individual, not the collective. I believe if we follow that path, I believe and I testify to you again today, your best days are ahead of you. There is not one problem facing America today that your people cannot fix. But it's your people's power and your people's responsibility to fix it. And I'm going to testify to your greatness at every opportunity I get. Whether it's true writing, whether it's true this podcast, whether it's true speaking in, in, in public, or through any other ventures God has lined up for me. I'm going to testify to your greatness. Because while many today don't believe it or don't want you to believe it, I still see America, from an outside point of view, as that shining city on a hill. I've been speaking out for a long time now. I have never once said America's perfect. I do say, and I still say, you are the greatest country in the world. I still see the light. I still see what's possible. But here's the thing. Well, I can say all day long, I still see what's possible. I still see potential. I still have hope for you. That's all they are, is adjectives. To turn them into a reality requires two things you gotta pray and you gotta act if you need a saying for that work like it depends on you pray like it depends on God that is the solution that is the solution strip everything back to its core and start seeing the human and acting acting what your soul says reach out the hand of friendship of brotherhood pull people up empower them inspire them you know the the great thing about US and America is I can talk to you about Irish history it'll take me about two minutes it's kind of dull and boring I'll talk to you all day about your history I'll talk to you all day today I'll talk to you all day tomorrow your history is so vast both good and bad that it inspires me to share the bad to ensure we don't repeat the mistakes of the past but there's so much good that it inspires me to share the message with you to folks who think they can't achieve anything if you can't find inspiration from saying the politician says I can't society says I can't but my ancestors did that's the simple secret if your ancestors can do it, you can do it. That is the secret and the message. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope it gave you pause for thought. I encourage everyone to go see 13 Hours. That is a movie that needs to be seen. Because you need to find your why out of that. It will speak to everyone different. But again, I think... If we can't all agree, 
that you don't leave a man behind. I don't know what we can agree on. As always, I finish today's show by saluting your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets. These are the true heroes in society. And most importantly of all, I salute you, the great American people. There is no problem that you cannot fix. Each and every one of you listening will fix and be part of this solution. God bless you, and God bless America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.